the men who are out there verbally abusing, physically abusing, being complete um, terrors are men who have too much estrogen, not too much testosterone. They have too much estrogen. Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind, body, and lifestyle. Hey, can you believe it is nearly the end of August? Uh, the summer fit seems to have flown by. Uh, and we start to look towards September and really kind of cracking on with our goals and finishing strong, or at least that's what I've been doing in my coaching programs and with my groups. And I hope that your year is going super well. Um, in today's episode, we talk about a range of topics that can help you, um, including how to heal from past trauma using techniques like EMDR. We talk about um, how to really, how your inner world frames your outer world and how to come from a place of self-love, and how to forgive yourself, often for things that actually had nothing to do with you, that, that you didn't do, but maybe you've ended up blaming yourself somehow. And my guest has been through a lot of trauma in his life, and really had to find a new path and a new way. And I always think it's really helpful to hear from somebody who's walked that path, um, because often we will see little pieces of ourselves in other people, and it can be tremendously helpful. Um, obviously, it doesn't replace any kind of psychotherapy or professional help, but it can be helpful sometimes to hear from someone who's been through it. And my guest today is Troy Olds. He's a coach and entrepreneur. He's a Mars Venus coach. He's a Tony Robbins coach. And he helps people get clarity about what they really want to experience in their lives and create a plan to help them to get it. He does one-to-one -one coaching and wellness-based camps where he shares modalities to have a vibrant mind and body while enjoying amazing relationships and life. And from his journey to anti-aging doctors and biohackers to ceremonies with Shaman, Troy essentially shows you the way that he healed his own broken brain and nervous system, system and shares them so that you can get really good results and quick results too. And so, as I say, we do dive into a whole range of topics here. Um, so let me introduce you now to the lovely Troy. So Troy, it is so great to have you on the show and talk about how people can really up-level every area of their life. I know that when I share this sort of content with my listeners, they absolutely love it because I think, you know, being the High Performance Health podcast, people are constantly trying to improve themselves and get the edge. And so when we got chatting a month or so ago, I was just so excited to have you on the show. So first of all, a very warm welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Angela. It's such an honor to be here. Get to chat uh, with you. Yeah, it's so great to have you. I think we're going to really have some fun. So I guess, first of all, I think when we're thinking about how people might want to up-level their lives, they're often in a situation where sometimes they know what they want. Okay, there's a good number of people who maybe are struggling and thinking, I don't quite know. But with this audience, I think often they know what they want and what they want to achieve, but they're trying to figure out how can they get there when they have so much other stuff going on as well in a world of distractions. Um, and I know that you're a master in things like flow states, which we can dive into later. But as a starting point, what are your tips for people that have a goal in terms of how they can actually get there in the fastest time? That's a, a great question, Angela. You know, um, so a person has to really know what they want, like truly what they want. And 
you've got to have a plan to get there, you know, develop a plan to achieve that. And the only reason that people typically don't uh, take action on that plan is a limiting belief, or they're not super clear about why they want that. And they're not, and people don't typically, by design, chronically focus on the why they want it. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, it does. It does. So I always think that. Because that kind of drives the identity, doesn't it? If you don't know why, you kind of almost don't know who you need to become to get to, to achieve the goal. 100%. You know, I've heard it said, we've got to be able to maintain the level of excitement that we had when the idea came to us, right? Like we're super inspired. Oh my God, this is exactly what I want. And then life goes on and it tails off. And that's the intention. That's why it's so important to, on a daily basis, what do I want? Why do I want it? How am I going to get it? And then develop a plan and really simplify that. But as we know, people typically, they, like, I want to lose weight. You know, that's, that's not enough. Why do I want to lose weight? I want to be around long enough for my grandkids. I want to be able to run up hills when I'm 80, right? I want to have a joyful, juicy life filled with energy on a daily basis to experience more while I'm on this planet because it's a very short ride. You know, they, so being very clear about that and then how do we do those certain things is to compartmentalize it and calendar. Like if it's not on my calendar, it literally doesn't exist. So I calendar time to, for my physical, um, for my fitness. I calendar time for my me time, right? I calendar time for everything, <laughs> literally. And so what I have on my calendar gets accomplished. Mm. I'm the same. And I think, I think people often actually set too many things to do as well in a day. I think you kind of, I think I've heard it said that if you, if you have more than three priorities, you don't have any priorities. And so it's kind of like you should pick one to three things that you really want to achieve because it's those small steps, isn't it compounded over time. But I'm really curious when you talk about chunking your calendar, because this is really helpful for a lot of people. Do you, is this dynamic in nature when you think about your exercise time, your personal time, things like that, and your work time? Are you doing that like sitting down on a Sunday and chunking out the next week? Are you planning further ahead? Do you have days that you say, right, this is the day I'm going to do interviews. This is the day I'm going to record content. Or how do you, how do you sort of separate that out? Great question. So first, it's important for me to remind myself that, you know, it, it's, we hear this con um, this term balance. We need balance in our lives, and I, I really believe that that's kind of a BS statement. I understand we understand what is meant by that, but life is more like harmonic, right? And so, if we want to have really amazing relationships, then there's a skill set to that. If we want to have really amazing um, uh, a physical body, clear thinking, lots of vibrant energy. You know, that really is a food thing, right? Food, rest, um, stress reduction. There's a skill set for that. And same thing with business. I want to have an amazing business. And there's there's a toolkit for that. So what I've, for myself, uh, and just for your audience to share, uh, I can share with them, I've been 19 years in a 12-step program. 19 years ago, I came out of a recovery center with a completely shot brain and nervous system chronic massive anxiety and a memory that was so bad that I couldn't read it. I'd have to read a paragraph over and over to retain. So to say I was in a critical state is a big understatement. Yeah. That's what got me on this journey. 
And so I started, that was, that was the pillar that I wanted to focus on. I had to recover my brain and my body, right? Everything else, nothing mattered. I couldn't work and earn great money. So that was off the table, right? Without a brain. So I went to work on what mattered most to me at the time, which was to heal my brain and my body. So I found the best doctors. I read as many books as I possibly could. I treated my body in a healthy way as a science experiment. You know, what happens if I mix this in my blender with that? What happens if I take, you know, cod liver oil instead of this? And, and I saw the progress with that. So once I got a basic protocol there, then I also knew because it's so linked that I need to have some physical movement, right? And so I got a basic walking routine. And so I, and that's how I started to compartmentalize and put on my calendar what I was going to do. So I established a very um, doable and very effective morning routine. Back then it was, I put my tennis shoes by my bed. I would wake up in the morning. I'd have a glass of water with lemon and some Himalayan pink salt in it at room temperature. And the first thing I would do is I'd put my feet on the floor and drink that water. And I would lace up my shoes, put in my earphones, and I would go for a walk and I would listen to something inspiring. Mm. Because and you know, that's so, sorry. No, carry on. Say why? Because this is so no, funny. Please. No, I was well. I was just going to say that's exactly what I did to get over depression that first bit in the morning i was clinically depressed for sort of 10 years on on very strong antipsychotic medication and stuff and i found to come off all the meds as well you kind of go through a, a period again of, of depression as you transition on and what i found was that morning state that you talk about this is the point at which you have the most control over the rest of your day because as you come out of that theta state into alpha and you're kind of daydreamy you got to reprogram that brain immediately and sometimes like if you're not yet strong enough to do it you've got to put someone like tony robbins in your ears you've just got to do it and get yeah. and get moving because that creates the energy right which starts to create the motivation or oh, that's what i found hundred percent. I, I agree completely. And, and the science and the data proves the, exactly what you said, Angela. It's so true. You know, we are just, we're computer software and we've got to put new data in. And, and for me at that time in my life, I had chronic negative thinking, chronic, just radical low self-esteem because of the history. And I was stuck in that. And so in order for that to get, you know, the, the glass, this dirty water, you have to pour clean water into it so that it will be replaced. And that's what that process is. And then the physical movement for people who are uh, listening, if you are familiar with Andrew Huberman, amazing guy, great YouTube channel with amazing uh, hacks and strategies to an up-level life. But he talks about going for a walk and by having the, um, like walking by houses or trees, whatever that is on either side of us. And in the early morning sun resets our circadian rhythm for the day, shuts off cortisol, right? And, but what it also does is it calms the amygdala. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand that then, but now I understand why it works so well. Because the woman who basically came up with EMDR, where you can hold these two things in your hand and it goes left and right and it reduces trauma and it works for PTSD. That's where she discovered it. It was from walking, right? So they measured brain waves and they saw the, the fight or flight, the amygdala calm down when people are walking and the same thing happens during EMDR. Right? And so, during EMDR, you're holding things in the left and the right. You can, yeah, there's, they hold a device and 
and it's like light stimulation. And then they kind of like talk therapy through a trauma and they will go to a trauma. The client will go to a, to a trauma and then they will stimulate left and right. And so a formerly um, high anxiety, painful memory through that process, it takes the, the emotional energy out of it. And there's other ways to do it. You don't have to hold anything in your hand. People can learn to do this on their own, uh, just using your physical body. Our bodies are in the most amazing toolkit. Our breath, our movement, our focus, all of those things. So to tie it back around to your question, that's what I did in the beginning is I just put first things first. I might have wanted to earn a bunch of money and live in the big house. That wasn't I had to get honest with myself. That wasn't going to happen, and that was not the, ne the next right step. I need to recover my brain and my body. And so I started eating right. I started moving my body and started putting really good input into my brain. And then I cut out everybody in my life that was below the line, not bad people, but people who were stuck in patterns and negative thinking and people speak in the way they think. And so I just limited my time with them and I identified people that could help me. And I did what I could to be around those individuals as much as possible and started getting strategies because success leaves clues. Mm -hmm. And so I just started learning from mentors, coaches, implementing them. When I got my health dialed in, then obviously, you know, relationships and work were able to come after that. Mm -hmm. But the number one relationship was with myself. So yeah, that is the number one, isn't it, that you have to develop? Yeah. yeah, you can't expect. And it's interesting what you say there about health because I had to – I always think health has to be the foundation of sustained high performance in business, in relationships, in life because if you haven't got your health, you can't actually have any of this. You could have be extremely wealthy, but if someone then removes health from you – what what exists right it's the same with your relationships so your health has to come first and i think i learned it the hard way around totally burnt myself out as a lawyer uh you know and that was hard because you have yeah. everything that you're talking about there right the wealth the prestige the position the respect all of those things but mm -hmm. zero health because i'm not sleeping and and you know at the people that listen to the podcast will know the story but i think that um you do have to rebuild it, but I think it's also a constant work in progress. I don't know if you always. found that, like you can always up level, up level, because effectively you're fighting aging, right? So if you're not yeah. monitoring and progressing that, there is a force and we have these universal forces, right? That we, yeah. whether we like it or not, you throw the ball up, it's coming down. That's gravity. They're invisible forces, but they're there. Yeah, 100% so true, Angela. It, I have a, a really amazing partner coach, uh, Albert Lou at Audacious CrossFit. And we do wellness base camps together. And I bring in the teachers and I teach breath work and meditation. He does all the physical movement. And I told him recently, I just turned 50 in November, just, I'm about ready to turn 51. And I said, I want to get in the best shape of my life. And he goes, Troy, right now we're just slowing the decline. <laughs> so, <laughs> how about the best shape you could possibly, possibly be at the age of 50? And I said, okay, we'll go with that. Did you say to him, you haven't read Life Force by Tony? <laughs> that, well, I'm going to have, can, have to hand him that book. Exactly, hand him that book. You can reverse it. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. So now, now that you are, obviously, you have your health on track, emotionally, physically, spiritually, psychologically, everything. Hmm. How do you, you're busy, you're a successful businessman. How do you now chunk your time in terms of like maintaining and expanding that productivity? Hmm. 
a really great question. It's for me, it is identifying over time and experience because they're, I'm a seeker. Like I truly want to experience as much as I possibly can on this planet while I'm here. And I, I remember being three years old and, and really genuinely feeling a heart of service. Like I want to help and I want to, I want to experience and explore like an archeologist. And then I, we, I, I believe that I'm in communion with the, with the universe that we're all connected. I've, in my own way and different ceremonies seeing that we're all connected, but life gives us exactly what we order up. And I ordered up, I want to be of service and I want to be wise and have these experiences. And so I got to be unwise, make unwise choices and make stupid decisions, be completely selfish, completely self-centered and get the repercussion and consequence of that, which equated to pain. So again, pain is a great motivator. And so with that pain, I started identifying who I was hurting once I stopped looking this way and I started looking outside through my experiences. And, and that's what gave me the experience and the wisdom to get to where I'm at today. The point of all that story is you can't have those types of experiences without having a map. So I have a map of my emotional, um, my emotional life and my relational life, and, as well as financial, physical and so when I noticed that, okay, things are a little off here in my relationship with my intimate relationship with my beloved, then I'm going to shift time away from hiking in the hills, crushing my workouts, working on getting a six pack, which is kind of challenging this, these days. <laughs> and I'm going to invest my time here, yeah. right? Now I've got a, I've got a baseline and, and literally it's a point system. And it's, it's a point system that what am I going to do for Lori today? It's going to make her feel loved, cherished. She's the only one and that she's amazing. So on a daily basis, I do a point, but sometimes it needs to be more than that because we're all humans and she has her experience as well. So I just noticed what, if, if it's financial, it's like, okay, we want freedom and experiences. And if our financial, our bank account is at a certain level, then we have a conversation and we focus our time away from certain other aspects of our life into finances. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That's why I said, like, I really don't believe balance. Balance doesn't move. Well, it's balanced. Nothing's moving. That's not life. That's why having the ability to move these different pillars relationally, financially, you know, uh, physically are important. So life is like this. You know, yeah. sometimes I'm really working on business. Sometimes I'm really working on fitness. But it's kind of like this. We want it like this. It used to be like this. Bam. Bam. <laughs> you know? I didn't have the experience yet. So we all know that we need to eat lots of healthy leafy greens, that we need to have more vegetables, that we need to eat kind of fermented foods to optimize the health of our gut and have prebiotic and probiotic rich foods, that we can have things like mushrooms and different adaptogens really to support our adrenal function because we're under more stress than ever before. But wouldn't it be amazing if you could find all these things in one easy drink to help you? Kind of like a, I like to think of it as a kind of insurance policy. So I still eat all my vegetables and my fruit and all the good things that I need to do. But then there are just sometimes those days where you're just rushed off your feet and you don't quite manage to eat as well as you should. Or you just want to really get extra results and have that glowing clear skin. And that's why I love Athletic Greens so much. It is so tasty, it's so easy to make, it works super well on an empty stomach because it really enriches the health of your microbiome. 
and it tastes amazing. And so it's something that I personally take every single day. And they are running an amazing offer for listeners of this podcast. You can get a year's supply of vitamin D and five free trouble packs if you head over to athleticgreens.com forward slash Angela Foster. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash Angela Foster. I have like a shorter episode on the podcast called Bite Size Biohacks where I do, it's just me and I just give people like 10 minutes or less, how can you improve your life weekly? And I was recording it today and I was talking about morning routines because people have been asking me, you've shared your evening routine, please, please can I listen to your morning routine? And it's going to be over a series of episodes because I was explaining that it's dynamic in nature, right? Some mornings I wake up and particularly as a woman, right, who still has a regular menstrual cycle, things change across the month. So I can't say that this is the morning routine where I say, right, I must wait. And I, and I think people feel overwhelmed when you say, you must wake up and meditate and exercise mm-hmm. and do gratitude and do a cold shower and find mm-hmm. time for you and fast and take all your supplements. And it's like, oh my God, oh my God, I've got three kids and two dogs, a podcast and two businesses. Are you insane? How am I going to do this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I wake up and now it's dynamic in nature. Like I know, we talked about the programming, that that first hour is really important. And sometimes it's not even going to be the first hour, right? It's the first 10 minutes because that's all I can find, but I need to program it right. So if I wake up and I assess that I am quite stressed, like at around ovulation, it's interesting. What the science shows is that the cortisol awakening response is higher. So maybe you can, and I'm tracking that now with my aura, but I'm trying to figure out, is that the time that I just wake up a little bit more hyper than I, I'm always hyper, but a bit more hyper than I normally am? And if so, I'm trying, you know, exercise seems to work better for me straight off the bat than meditation. Mm-hmm. Whereas other times I'm like, actually, it, no, it's spiritual. I want to be go inwards, but I don't have to, I used to have to say, I've got to do all these things. And then it, you know, it's like nine o'clock before you've even started, even though you got up at like 4.35. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My life's become about a routine. And so I agree with you. And that's exactly the same as me, which is why I actually really like to plan my week on a Sunday, look at what's ahead, think about what do I want to fit in? How do I want to have time with my yeah. kids, my family? What's, what am I working on? And as you say, it's you've always got to pay attention and keep the weeds out, but you're probably, you're not always growing every single area at the same time. Sometimes yeah. some areas are maintaining, like, you know, the height of summer before it goes into fall. You just want to make sure that you're not letting things go barren in, in winter too often, right? Well said. I love, I love your ability, Angela, to take things that may be complicated and simplify it. I think that's truly one of your geniuses. Oh. So like I, I'll tell, I'll tell you all kinds of stories to come back that, you know, in 10 minutes that you just said in two, but that's exactly it. We've got to have our baseline, right? And just know that's ourselves. So yeah. And know ourselves. I agree with you. I think that's key. Now, when you were talking that, it's interesting because you were talking about creating these states. And I know one of your specialties is neural regeneration, flow states, And I think this is going to be a really interesting area for listeners, because when you're playing with different states, can you explain, like, how do you do? How does that piece work for you? You bet. Absolutely. This is is my favorite topic because we have everything that we need. You know, our bodies are these amazing tools through breath work. So I think does everyone know what flow states are? It's that creative state where things become effortless. Um, Quick story, Stephen Kotler the wrote a book, The Rise of Superman, amazing dude, but he, he got Lyme disease and he was basically on his deathbed. He was non-functioning, 
23 hours a day laying down in the dark because he couldn't stand light, wasn't eating, and there were no solutions. He'd exhausted those. And so his friends came over, like good friends said, and would do, and they said, listen, if you're going to die anyway, let's go surfing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they drug his ass off the, the couch, and Stephen went out with them and paddled out, and he had enough energy to catch a wave and pop up on the board and pop. He said he'd been in this funky state for years and instantly he was in complete flow time stood still he felt amazing and he said in an, in an instant he knew he was going to live so that's a flow state we have flow states when we are you know when we're reading or we're just staring and focusing which is a hypnotic state and you know literally an hour can go by and then we wake up so flow states are incredibly healing they're incredibly co-creative i believe it's communion with the divine it's really more at our true mm. self and so flow states are that place where we can rescript create from our unconscious into the quantum realm so i was in my journey to have a to learn what i needed to learn next i met a gentleman who his brother was one of the individuals who was uh he would always tell me why are you so like have i don't want to offend people here he said listen there are people in the world who train people like jason Bourne, the movie jason Bourne. those people really yeah. exist this is the guy who's above that who trains those individuals he was kind of like pulled into this secret um group so incredibly brilliant incredibly talented individual and so they have access to technologies that are amazing and so my mentor taught me those technologies and I would say, listen, hey, I, I did this for, I meditated for five minutes. He says, you've not, you've only peeked in the door. He says, you've got to go for at least 30, 45. So long story short, I was going in and he taught me how to rescript my unconscious, my traumatic experiences that would show up in my now, that would get a reaction. I would go unconscious and it would be embarrassing because it's my boardroom meeting, like with my business, but yet somebody says something a certain way and I shut down. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Those yeah, are reactions. Yeah, people does. are 99% unconscious on a daily basis. They're not choosing. And so he showed me that. And then he, we, he showed me how to rescript that to where at more of the time I'm at choice. So for two, two and a half years, I spent an hour in meditation in the morning and an hour in meditation at night. Who the hell is going to do that? Right. People are like, kid, F off. I spent about five minutes in that space today. But because you was, can what? Because you've learned to get there quicker, right? So you 100%. can get there just through the breath very quickly. One hundred percent. We we pave yeah. roads, and I have seen things, and you know, I've seen things in that space through breath work that were more or as profound as sitting in an ayahuasca ceremony. Okay. Genuinely, and so in that space that you were able to create our future, clean up our past. And so I'm really big on flow states for that reason, because I want to be as, as conscious and awake as I possibly can be so that I can create futures that are clean, right? And so that uh, that's where I began with flow states. Now it's through breath work. Literally for, through five minutes of breath work, I can get into that space, that quantum realm, can teach anybody how to do it. I'm happy to do a video for you and your 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 um, clients. 
But yeah, uh, it'd be amazing. You, if, so you, you know what would be lovely uh, is if you taught that actually. Off to the my group. A little bit. I yeah. want to make sure I answer your question though, Angela. Uh oh, I did. You just mm -hmm. muted. Oh, yourself. there we go. Yeah, no, I would love that in my in my membership in the Female Bio cool. Collective. If you would teach how to get into that state, that would help actually because yeah. I think a lot of people um, it would enjoy that. I found that. You know, I've the state that you're talking about. I haven't done plant medicine. I think m more because I've had such strong medication that I'm very mm -hmm. at the moment still wary of it. I've I've had to create a, a significant distance without anything for mm -hmm. for, uh, for I've wanted yeah. to for a number of years before I interfere, if you like, with my brain again. Um, mm -hmm. So I do it through breath work and meditation. Perfect. And <clears throat> what I found is interestingly hypnosis after two hours of hypnosis, I've been into that state and that world. Yeah. And the only way I can describe it, I don't know if this is how you found it, is all of that self-loathing and stuff that you have and the guilt and the, the negativity that was there before, right? Everything mm -hmm. is like peeling away layers. And then almost, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about no body, no mind. You suddenly mm -hmm. don't exist, but you do exist. It's weird. And that must be like your spiritual essence, right? Which Bob Proctor always you say, he's sadly passed away now. I did an amazing master, a group with him for a year. It was transformational. And uh, he, uh, he would always say, your spiritual DNA is perfect. And that was what I saw was this, and this whole desire within me to serve as many people as I can and help them. Yeah. I totally connected like so deeply with that after two hours of hypnosis. And you can't kind of unlearn that, right? Once you've been there, no. it stays with you. And then every day it empowers you to be more, of service to other people I've found. But I found that through hypnosis. But if you have a way of getting there in five to 10 minutes, that's awesome. Because I've got there sort of after 15, 20 minutes meditation, I find you have to go, you have to let your mind quiet for quite a while uh, mm. and just let the thoughts flow in and out together. Absolutely. Yeah, it as uh, you're 100% from my experience, right on the money we everybody who's watching this can go into those states just with breath work some people are more able than others just like some people are more wired for say um, bodybuilding than others but they can still get in shape some everybody can get in really great shape there and so i'll share that with you and i i really love that over i love the plant medicines as well and for those of you who heard that i was 19, i'm 19 years in a 12-step program what happened for me is I was a hard no on anything psychedelic. I had a really traumatic breakup for me. It brought up really root cause um, issues that were really affecting my life. And I had a good friend who said, listen, I think that you need to experience this. And I just had this download, you're doing this. So I went to my, my mentor, my sponsor in that program. I said, I'm not asking, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to do this. I just want to be honest and let you know. He said, we'll bring back the notes. And so I did, and it was a game changing. But what I've noticed in that plant medicine experience was the similarities of the place that we go to when we breath, do breath work and that deep hypnosis. And so everybody can do it. They don't have to do plant medicine. Microdosing for me today um, is really about neural regenesis. I want to regrow neural pathways. And with the technology and practices that I've learned, I'm able to really program myself in ways that are going to optimize me for greater service to myself, to my family, to the to the world and the planet. So 
I think that's what you were asking about uh, microdosing and flow states. Mm. But also with the breath work, um, when you when you do that, are you doing a kind of faster breath to create those states, or if you're do, if you're doing it quickly, what have you found will help you enter that state more quickly? Because you can do faster breath work mm -hmm. where it's very stimulatory and empowering, uh, and it really creates energy quickly within the body. Mm -hmm. Whereas I found that actually slowing the breath seems to work more effectively for me. And I'm just curious what you found yeah. and how you get into that state. Yeah, great question. So again, now it's tools, right? We, at the beginning I had one tool to go in and now there's tools for energy, there's focus, all those things. So what I was taught by my mentor at that time was how to go into the unconscious, identify many of us, everybody rather, has a lot of unconscious trauma and unconscious programs that are really running the show. Mm. They're really running the show. And we're saying, no, no, I'm choosing this. No, that's not happening. But we also have scenarios in our life that we are conscious of that are challenging. And so what he would do is a combination of, it's kind of like some brain gym kinesthetic stuff, like right hand over left hand or left hand over right hand. I won't go into the reason why you would do different. Right foot over left foot crossover like this, tongue on the roof of the mouth for energy. And then it would be a breath work of an in-breath. And I already know my mantra. And so in this instance, just for this example, I would say on the up-breath, I would think of a, a time when I was harmed as a child by anybody. And I would breathe in. I would experience that. I would draw up the experience of it happening, right? Recreating that emotion. And I would breathe in. And in my mind, I would say, I forgive myself completely and unconditionally. I forgive all the ones who have harmed me in the past. And then on the exhale, I would completely relax and then kind of and hold a pause and just feel relaxed. And then I would conjure that negative emotion again, that experience as real as I possibly can and breathe in. I forgive myself completely and unconditionally, and I forgive all the ones who have harmed me in the past. And then on the, in that same process, I would go like rescript into, I love myself completely and unconditionally. It's a gift and a blessing to me. But what we're doing is remember that EMDR scenario, mm. right? It, there's, there's also, and we'll go into all of it, but there's the, the emotional trauma that is now conscious and I am rescripting. And then I relax into a calm and relaxed state when I do that literally over and over. And the, the, the work is to draw up and try to recreate the experience of when it happened as a child or when it happened this morning. Because you can do it for stuff, for everything. And over and over and over with that breath work, what happens is that emotion diminishes, right? Remember what I was saying about EMDR? Uh -huh. It's the same type of scenario. So now that diminishes. We know the work is done. I'm clean when I'm going, well, you know, the experience happened. I can see it. There's no, there's no, nothing, no emotional response. Okay, I'm good. Boom, about my day. Mm. Right? So that, yeah. so that breath work was in, pause, experience, 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 relax, same, kind of like a box breath out, and then pause and relax. And then draw it back up over and over again. And it is amazing that what happens is things that were unconscious now become conscious. 
that we didn't even know existed. Like, wait a minute, is this even, is this a hallucination? Did that really happen to me? But it starts to unfold and becomes like dominoes. So the more work we do, the more is revealed, the more we're able to identify them and do the work on them. And now we're literally living in a clean state, emotional state, more able to choose the life that we're living. We all know those individuals where it's like, this always happens to me. Why, you know, man, same damn relationship again. There's a reason for that. Yeah, you're attracting, you're attracting that. It's really funny. It's, I think, I think, I don't think I'm going to quote him correctly, but I think Wayne Dyer says something like, you can, you can either be like a, a voice of God or a victim to your ego. And I think yeah. it's kind of, it's something like that that he said. And it's really interesting because whether you believe in God or not, if you believe that there is some form of extra kind of dimension or spiritual power, right? Something beyond us. Then really when you uh, connect with yourself, which is that spiritual DNA within you, and then you become the voice and you come from place of service, it's hard, it's easier to forgive people that hurt you, right? Because in them is the same, right? And sometimes people are reflecting back at you where you need to do some work. Um, and it, it, it is hard. I've, I've had people yeah. that I think it's been really difficult to forgive and it's taken, sometimes it, will t it might take many years for people to do this, but when they do, it actually releases you. You forgive for you, not yeah. for the other person they don't hear, but you, it's within you. You're holding that trauma within and that experience for as long as you can't forgive. Uh, yeah. And I'm not saying it's easy, but it is liberating, isn't it? It's like a weight being released from you. Uh, very, very liberating. And it's, it's not that forgiveness is to, is to release ourselves and, and them. Yes, yeah. But now we have the choice to, we've got to be responsible with whether to choose to be in relationship and what that relationship now looks like moving forward because it's not okay to be abused by anyone, emotionally, physically, you know what I mean? Mm, I it's real, but it's very important for us to maintain um, our, our joy and our serenity to forgive them and be able to let go. And that's a practice. It was a practice for me. And, but so important. And I know this has gone really into, this is the type of stuff that really turns me on because when we can tap into and clean that stuff up, it's amazing what type of physical manifestation, dis-ease, just release. Because that stuff in the unconscious is manifesting in different forms of dis-ease in the body. And, but it's very difficult to give people to get with people tell them that you can help them and then take them into this place first they're just like f off dude i don't have that much time so for everybody listening this is for you and your family give people what they want so you can give them what they need when i first started coaching it's like hey man i'm going to show you how to get a six-pack and a better erection and the guys are like yeah i'm in <laughs> i'm giving them what they want right gonna, every guy wants that yeah. And so then I would say, okay, here's where we start. Let's go to the grocery store. And we get yeah. right and we start buying organic, healthy, nutritious meals so that we can start feeding the body the right nutrients so that their endocrine system can start to heal itself. Mm. And, and But by then we've earned the trust, right? Yeah. Once that's happened, many doors open. More people are open to having a conversation about diving into the unconscious. It's really important for people to understand, for myself to understand and re remind myself, the unconscious does not want to be changed. Mm. It does not want to change. So we have to override that. Yes. Just like our bodies don't want to get out and go hiking up the hill. It's designed for homeostasis. 
And so this is a process of, that's why cold showers are so great. I took a cold shower this morning, didn't freaking want to. I'm sitting there in this nice warm, sudsy water, like, ah, oh, damn. But I do it because I let myself know I'm in control of this biology. I, do, I am choosing my life. And then obviously all of the amazing health benefits of cold submersion immersion. Yeah, I love that. I love that. We have to overcome ourselves, really, don't we? On a we regular do. basis, I think. I want to quickly dive in and let you know that if you're looking at your goals and wanting to close out the year strong and really optimize the health of your mind, body and spirit, but you don't know how to get started, then head over to my membership site, The Female Biohacker Collective, because we have a ton of resources in there to help you from optimizing the health of your gut optimizing for metabolic flexibility, for creating an ideal empowering morning routine, developing greater stress and resilience, and more challenges and masterclasses to come around things like sleep and menstrual cycle optimization, and a whole lot more, and a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful community of women over there with me and my health coach, Maura. Uh, we have such a lovely time in that group, and we would love to see you in there. So there is currently a going back to school half price offer and you can go and find out more over at angelafoster.me forward slash biohacker that's angelafoster.me forward slash biohacker be sure to head over there before september 10th to take advantage of the half price back to school offer now let's get back to the show we often ask the wrong questions right because our brains are like google so ask a better question because it's going to answer you either way. And it wants to be proved that right, that old you is right, and that's how you should be. But you stay stuck. It's funny how we sort of choose the familiar over what we really want, because yeah. there is, <laughs> this is just the comfort zone, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. it's like, is there, is there an effort to explain to people when they're trying to lose weight that we can do all the metabolic stuff, but you need to understand that there's a there is a real metabolic set point, but it's driven by your subconscious and that is a psychological step point, a set point as much as anything else. And yeah. so until we can re like readjust this psychological and metabolic set, step point, no matter whether you lose weight, you won't keep it up because yeah. your body's just going to inherently take you back there. Um, yeah, so, through subconscious means, right? You're going to sabotage so in some way. It's hard. You, you said it just a minute ago. The familiar is the enemy of expansion. Yes. It just is. It is. And yeah, that's a better way of putting it. It is the enemy of expansion. 100%. And, and we can, once we know that, now we choose. Now we are choosing. Once we know that, then we have the ability to choose whether we're going to do the work or not do the work. And if they, people don't do the work, the why, the what and the why is not clear enough, or there might be a limiting belief, which that technique that we just went through will actually clean up. Yes. You know, and that's, I was thinking while we were talking about that, Carl Jung said something that I will paraphrase that if we don't bring the unconscious conscious, history will repeat itself and we will call it fate. Yes. But the unconscious yeah, is that's not brought so conscious, true. Right? That's so true. And I'm that, that guy that, oh, go ahead. No, no, continue. Well, the thing that I know now is because I've I've been there, done that, got the stuff, lost of stuff, gave everything away, been humiliated by my poor choices in my life, that very, very humbled, that I'm not, I don't, I most of the time don't give a shit about what people think of me because that's on them. 
and I'm that masculine guy. I know I'm a masculine looking guy that is able to, you know, just tell it like it is like, I'm scared. Like I need help. Raise my hand, please help me. And I think that gives permission to uh, others to do the same. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Definitely. And I think it's so, I don't know. I just love what you're sharing because I think it's so important. And I think that we live in a world now, fortunately, where effectively embracing what you would really call the feminine, right? Which is like, and the spiritual side is the divine feminine. And I actually think the world will be a better place for it because we've kind of been conditioned. I think, you know, men, it, I was actually surprised that my kids at a prep school they were at were told that the, the boys were told they shouldn't cry. And it's like, come on, we've, we've like society's moved well beyond this. That, you know, to, like if you think the pressure that has historically been on men, don't, boys don't cry, men don't cry, don't do that. And then women are not so empowered and can't like, I just think now we're actually both men and women. So men are embracing the feminine side of their personalities more and women are embracing a little bit of the masculine and that's driving them is so much the better. And uh, we don't like the word balance, but it does create a little bit more harmony, should I say, I think. It, it truly, truly does. And I know you interviewed uh, John Gray and John Gray is one of my mentors and going to meet with him next, this coming weekend, actually. Amazing. I highly encourage people to get his book. This isn't like, this just happened to be laying here, but it's just as important beyond Mars Venus. Mm. That, that what you're talking about men embracing their feminine side. And this is all I'll say about this. You guys can get the book and really learn a lot more. The men who are out there verbally abusing, physically abusing, being complete um, terrors are men who have too much estrogen, not too much testosterone. They have too much estrogen, right? And there's such vast differences. What we're being told in the media and the socials and these conversations, in most ways, it's exactly the opposite. But this is this book has been a game changer for my it's new amazing. relationship with Lori. It talks about where men and women are very different to that point that men don't cry. Like John would say, like Lori always asked me, do you cry about how much you love me? Because she does. <laughs> and I and I and I now say I do, but it's my job to be a stand for your safety, your security, for you to become the best version of yourself. And and so I don't do that. But when I'm driving in my Jeep, driving down the road, listening to the archangels sent by angels, you're damn right I'm just letting it flow, that emotional side. When I feel compassion, when I see somebody harmed that is defenseless, you damn right I'm gonna cry. When I'm I'm that guy that just lets it all out during movies. The the Hulu series, This Is Us. Oh my God, I'm so cathartic. It's just a great therapy for me. I'm watching this amazing <laughs> That's a therapy session. That's oh. hilarious. <laughs> I've watched movies that make me cry, but there's a few episodes of This Is Us where I'm literally like got a pillow over my face sobbing. Oh, oh, oh. it's so good. Do you know what's yeah. really, it's really interesting when you're saying that? Because, um, well, John, first of all, what I would say is go back and listen. Anyone that's listening to this, we interviewed John Gray and he talked about men are from Mars and women from Venus. And he actually talked through what happened when I had first had my children and why my husband and I had never really argued before. And then we started arguing and what was going on in that whole estrogen and testosterone thing. So everyone should go back and listen because it is actually really, really insightful. Um, 
But also, what I was going to say is it was really interesting. It was another guest on this show, Dr. Libby Weaver, who pointed out on one of her presentations I'd actually been to around women with PCOS, which I have, right? And you have higher androgens, higher testosterone. And she, she, I remember her saying on a workshop that if this doesn't resonate for you, completely ignore it, but maybe it will. Were you raised to be a strong woman by a father who was quite dominant, quite powerful? And my dad really inspired me to success. Mm -hmm. But he was so strong. And my sister has been, I guess she's more emotionally open. And I felt very closed and that I had to be the strong one. And isn't that interesting that that like links and how that might have, you know, it just resonated me hormonally manifested in me. Um, and so I've definitely now I'm all about embracing femininity. In fact, that's what I say. My Beautiful. mission is to empower women to higher performance by embracing their femininity. So yeah, really interesting what you're saying there. But I do think, and I do let my boys cry for sure, because I think it's important yeah. and that they understand they can still be valid valued right they express mm -hmm. their emotions um yeah. so you touched there before you go i do want to talk about testosterone because you i know you know yeah. this and this is something john talks about a lot so many people are yeah. men are struggling with lower levels of testosterone and yeah. you know things like hormone disruptors that are in our environment but mm -hmm. also you know, I, I, mean, I remember John telling me over dinner that, you know, men should uh, should make love to their wives once a week. And that was the optimum amount of time for testosterone oh. optimization as they get older, if they really want to optimize that. But I'm just curious, you work with so many men. This is a specialty of yours. What have you found? What do you think is really disrupting men's testosterone levels? I love this conversation. I want to step back in regard, like what John says, it's, uh, it's not to have to make love once a week. It is if, and this is where we may lose listeners, I highly encourage everybody to go listen to John's stuff. So I, I am a, a Mars Venus coach. And so this is why I work with John because he's phenomenal. And so uh, I've got that certification, some other things, but his work is so, so appropriate for what's going on in the world today that um, a couple things with testosterone, what he was saying with that is, you have, make make love, have sex on a daily basis, multiple times a day, have multiple orgasms every day, but men don't release. Don't but that's the, yeah, sorry, I could have said that, but that's yeah. hard, right? Because that's a learned, so it, it's, it, it's quite difficult to control that. You're basically saying don't, you don't ejaculate. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So like, I'm telling you, like when it is a practice, it is absolutely learnable. And it is so worth learning because when that happens, every step of the process of lovemaking is phenomenal. And happy to share and talk to you guys, you know, about that is, or share with you, Angela, about that because it really connects intimacy. So what it is, is it, women are different than men. Men can just like, hey, you want to, you know, roll over. That's it. Women, it takes 10 minutes minimum, typically like 15 minutes to get into a space. So guys know this. If you work the, the touch spots, if you say re, ask, using some NLP in a kind and loving way, you remember that time we met and we did this at that time? Oh, he, 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 he. And she thinks about that and then, then start to touch her, right? Get her back into that state. But then touch, tickle her earlobes, reach over and kiss her cheek, rub her tummy, whatever that may look like moving around and then little kisses on the lips, right? And just taking temperatures, right? She would do that for you, do that for her. 
if she's not interested, great, don't don't proceed. But if she is, there's the process of revving up her engine. And so when you're in that space of slowing things down and honoring her to get her into a space where she truly is ready to receive you, you'll know that when she opens her mouth and puts her tongue in your mouth, that is a sign of penetration, right? So then for men, go ahead and go down there and do that. But is it okay if we have kind of graphic, cool conversation? Yeah, I'll fall for okay. not to listen to this one on the school run. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so yeah, you have to put a, an put a note so in it. Don't men, listen on the school run. So for your guy listeners, <laughs> yeah. go down there and just replace your fingers with your penis and then play around and, and massage without penetration. And that's what it is. It's playing. But every step of the way is an orgasm. So you can be multi-orgasmic. But we're going to, on a scale of one being zero emo or, um, sexual energy to 10 being climax, take it to a seven and practice getting to a seven. It's amazing. And you will see, experience things. Oh, your... okay. I understand now. Sorry. Right? So I, there's yeah. a misunderstanding. So when you said you can orgasm, I thought you meant reach climax. Okay. Because, okay. Okay. Orgasm is that, so we all have societally as, oh, I had an orgasm because I ejaculated. What I'm saying and what John's saying is orgasm is the emotion, the feeling of tickling the ear. That's a, that's a uh, one or a two, you know, kissing the cheek, biting the nipples. That's a three or four or five. Ah, so that like goosebump feeling that you get. Yeah. That's still, that counts on the orgasm scale. How juicy is that though, right? The, the enjoyment <laughs> of one another. And, yeah. People are effing consistently, but they have had, they have not connected and made love for so long. Yeah. When you do it, this process, you're going to experience nirvana literally. And you can take that up to a seven scale and down and up to seven. Now your woman, by all means, with your penis, not a toy. There's a reason for that too. And I've made lost some listeners. She can be multi-orgasmic and by God, give her the, that joy but you retain. And what John was saying is if you're going to climax, ejaculate once a week, because once yeah, you do, okay. your testosterone is going to tank. Boom. Right. It's going to tank. And that's negatively affects a lot of areas of our life. We're not as clear and driven in our work. We're not, we're not clear and driven in our workout. So he's not saying don't, don't ejaculate. It's just slow to slow to break down partner. And well, then the other thing, you know, I just want to interrupt with those. It's not really interesting. Yeah. You've you've read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah he the talks sexual about transmutation. The sexual yeah. transmutation of energy. Because yeah. if you're doing it too much, and also if you're distracted by things like pornography, gambling, it'll actually take you away from your goals. Like all those years ago, he wrote about that. Mm -hmm. And if you look at like soccer teams and things, when they tour around the world, yeah. they are not allowed with their uh, partners during that period because actually that would lower testosterone and that drive yeah. and it's it's a real thing right it's been documented for, for a long long time thousands of years yeah. and there's a process to teach it that is a combination it was so cool is as we've like grown and experienced and learned and practiced is i've got a really beautiful toolkit where i've really discovered patterns it's like oh that guy was teaching that and that connects with this so these toolkits, we can get into a, a very mystical state by using Kundalini and the practice of retaining for men to retain. So just by the practice of learning to retain semen, you're going to already be doing a Kundalini type process, which is moving your 
your energy from your root chakra up into the, the crown chakra, into your pineal gland, which will open up mystical states. That probably went over a lot of people's heads. But by people withholding, by effectively. By withholding. Okay. By learning to kundalini. The, because, yeah, we could do another conversation about this. We should I maybe love do this another episode on this, shouldn't we? Because it's kind of a separate thing. It's a rabbit hole we could go down. It's changed yeah. my life. I yeah. blew through my first marriage because I was zero, had zero skills. I, had, I was scared as a man. I was selfish, self-centered. I was driven by the bubblegum marbles and chalk, the money, the cars, the, all that stuff, because I thought that would make me who I am. And all the choices, the poor choices that created pain that I had to ask for help because my life was intolerable, brought amazing gifts to me. And this opportunity now to share this information for men and women, and I love teaching this, I, I don't teach them, I show them how to, to do this stuff with their partner is so priceless mm. because I now have attracted truly an amazing mate. You know, we want the perfect partner that doesn't exist. If you get a strong seven, you better put a ring on it. You can, we can grow together to an eight, but I tell you, they do exist. But the one that we're in, regardless, if we take this practice and take the time and start really connecting and love making in and out of the bedroom, You've got a partner now to where you can fully express your dharma, your soul's purpose, what you really came mm. here to do. And so, mm. and I remember, we give them what that. they want. We give them what they want so we can give them what they need. Yeah, I'll give you mm. help show you how to get a six pack and a strong erection so we can have conversations like this. And maybe this is a good place for us to wrap. Jesse Itzler said something on an interview that just smacked me between the eyes. Buddha said it this way. The problem is we think we have time. We don't. Jesse Isser said that was in being interviewed by, I think it was Rich Roll. And he asked Rich, he said, how old are your parents? He said, they're 74. And I think those, that was the numbers. He says, how often do you see your parents? He says, I see them twice a year. He says, the average life expectancy is 78. He says, you think you've got four more years. He says, you've got eight more times. Right? Mm. So life will look exactly the same. Maybe different house, maybe different relationship, maybe different job. For most people, day after day after day after day till they drop off. For those of people that you work with, you're not here by accident. You are truly seeking and I believe choosing to create. And so everything that we're talking about is creating a life by design, something that will be imprinted on the, the quantum field for forever. And, you know, we, we want to have a legacy. You know, what we're bringing in the frequency that we have and hold right now is imprinting the quantum realm for all of us hippies. And so that now is able to be accessed by everyone in the future for their the rest of time, which mm. doesn't exist. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it absolutely does. And I think that energy is such a real thing. I remember learning from Vishen Lakhani, actually, of Mind Valley, that, you know, this beautiful meditation where you imagine a color, right, that represents love and that um, vibrational energy. 
and then you imagine that color kind of filling you because it starts with you right and then everyone in your house every person that lives in your house the plants the animals and then it expands out and you visualize this color going across your city or town or village and then it goes out across the country and then across mm -hmm. the continents until you've literally colored in the whole world and that is yeah. one of the most amazing ways to start the day because now you just feel like you're connected with humanity with like the 8 billion people and all the animals and all the plants and everything on the planet, right? And just shared your love. And it's so expansive for, for you, but I really believe like that energy going out as well. It's making a difference because they've, they've studied it, haven't they? They've moved stock markets. Like I think they've moved the stock market in Israel with a, a big meditation and things like this of a certain number of people at the same time. Yeah. It's amazing. Angela, I love these conversations so much. You know, this is a a statement of responsibility because what i now know and choose to believe as real for me based on all the the work is that we are contributing and so if we're all connected we are all one and we are literally connected to everything that means that what we think is is literally a contribution right are we contributing good stuff so anybody who is chronically stuck in why did that always happen to me? I'm so stupid. I'm so fat. Oh, that now cancel clear. That's all bullshit. But if you're having those conversations with yourself and you're saying, but I'm kind, I'm nice. You're, that's what we're putting into that quantum realm. That's what our contribution into the mass consciousness is where everybody is tapping into and getting inspiration. And that's one of the greatest ways we could turn things around right now is most people are tapped into the scary news, the bullshit that's going on out there that is absolutely motivated by agenda to benefit a select few people on the planet and to give a shit about the rest of us, right? But they have control of this media, and so they're programming everybody on the planet. Our way of making a contribution is to turn that shit off and to hold space, just like you said, Angela. Mm -hmm. Talk kindly of ourselves. Uh, only be above the line ownership accountability responsibility no more blame no more excuses or no, no more denying that shit's okay right and doing this work one step at a time start right where you're at with what you have and just do the best you can and ask for help amazing and you've proven it wow what a journey i'm so grateful that you shared your story at the beginning troy thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all of this uh, i know we're going to need to do that we definitely have to do this again but first where can listeners come and connect with you and your work i think the uh socials uh facebook is yeah, i know i'm that guy that is like really <laughs> you know, technologically you better look it up yeah <laughs> facebook uh troy old um troy. you go to troyolds.com um if you'd like to connect and, and chat you can, we can certainly do that there but those are the two primary places or you can so email troyolds.com or facebook is troy olds is it yeah 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 forward okay. slash troy old and if you want to email me troy olds coaching uh at gmail.com Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And we will link to all of that in the show notes. And thank you so much for your time. And yeah, it's just, I, I've loved uh, chatting to you and actually hearing about your approach. I just think every woman listening to this is like my boyfriend or husband needs to listen to this. Because <laughs> us girls know it takes time, right? And uh, and enjoy, enjoy, yeah, that, that sort of longer, more central experience. So thank you so much. We talked about so much flow states, essentially everything else. It's been amazing to have you on the show. Thank you. Truly my honor. Thanks, Angela. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. 
You can grab the show notes, the resources, and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body, and lifestyle. 